My name's Carla Adams, you're listening to Chats, and this week it's Tales from Gosnells, part two. Guys, something amazing has happened. It's incredible. It's wonderful. It's an Anzac Day miracle. I've got a message from a potential sponsor for the podcast. You know I've been looking for one. You know that my dream was to have something come wipe adjacent. Let me read you the message that I received this morning. Hope you are good. I work with a client who needs podcasters. That's me. To receive a review kit of their product and they will promote your podcast. I don't even care if they promote the podcast. If you're interested in teaming up with this brand, I am. And earning while doing so, message at smoothmyballs. That's right, you heard correctly. It's a ball hair trimmer. Free worldwide shipping. Look, I'm not going to... I'm not going to do any promoting for them until I get that product in my hot little hands. But this is looking very promising, guys. Um, Even though I am 100% sure that this was sent as spam, I'm keen. I'm keen to see where this goes. So I have sent them a DM out into Instagram land. I'll keep you posted. Now, if I may rewind to the last episode, Bigfoot Erotica, I am shocked and delighted that so many of you um, were invested in the Bigfoot Erotica, come for Bigfoot. Uh, I have a confession, I have not bought the book yet. I don't know why, because I fully intend to, but it's just one of those things that, you know, seem a bit too difficult so like checking your emails um so it's still on the cards i i wish that there was like an audio book um and a bigfoot erotica audio book hey maybe that's what i'll do maybe uh maybe i'll buy it and read it to you anyway listen it's happening it's just not anytime soon um okay chicken bag maybe i'll talk about chicken bag that's the other thing that um has been preoccupying me this week is this if you don't follow me on instagram it's exactly what it sounds like it's a bag shaped like a chicken and its wing is a pocket it's fucking goofy dare i say ugly but i was seduced by it um mainly because of the reviews the reviews are very um comical and they got me um one was my skin is cleared up my crops are growing you know my whole life has turned around since I got the chicken bag. I need my crops to grow. You know, if anything, I can do with some more crops. So I got the chicken bag. I put it out to a vote to my Instagram followers. Overwhelming support for the chicken bag, um, which I'm really, uh, I just feel blessed that you guys have got my best interest at heart, you know. And so here we go. We're getting the chicken bag in about four weeks. It's coming from some china i guess um so we'll see we'll do a full chicken bag reveal and whatever else um tales from gosnell's part two and i know um 
a lot of you have follow-up questions about Zom and Pom. If you don't know who Zom and Pom are, go back to Tales from Gosnells 1 and refresh your memory about Zom and Pom. Because I've got the follow-up. I've been in touch with someone, my friend Tawny, who I mentioned in the last episode of Tales from Gosnells, a very dear old friend of mine, who was closer to Zom and Pom than me. I was like a the, the moon orbiting them. She was on the planet, on the Zom and Pom planet. And I know a lot of you had questions. I've got them answered. Okay. Zom and Pom. This is the first question that people had. Are Zom and Pom their government names? I can confirm no. Zom and Pom are not their government names. Not surprising, because why would anyone be called Zom and Pom, brothers? Zom and Pom, not their government names. I don't want to say their real names, but they're very common Australian gentleman names. The second question that people would ask about Zom and Pom, were they brothers? Were they twins? I, in my memory, thought they were twins. They were not twins. They were just brothers. Quite close in age. The next question, how old is Zom and Pom? I thought that when I was a teenager, they were around 60. Incorrect. The rough streets of Gosnells had aged them terribly because they're 60 now, in 2021. So when I knew them, that would have been approximately 21 years ago. So they would have been 40 incredible they didn't live together despite my memory that they did uh, and by all accounts they were actually quite nice gentlemen despite the the previous stories about um, what I now know was Pom uh, telling me that he wanted to lick my pussy so hard he had to call an ambulance for me Apparently they were okay dudes and quite anti-perv by all accounts. Uh, Zom was a single father and now has only one leg. So that is what I know uh, about Zom and Pom. That's the update. Now, in the last episode, I alluded to a third uh, Zom and Pom story, which is very much the worst Zom and Pom story of all. I am going to tell it now. Now, this is an extremely graphic and disgusting story. If you are squeamish about basically anything, you should skip forward a little while. Um, now, Zom and Pom... As we've discussed in my memory lived together but apparently they didn't so I don't know whose house this was at it was at one of theirs and there was a party small party I'm gonna say 20 people and we have well and truly established that my memory is terrible so the details around this uh, happening is hazy at best but 
the act itself remains crystal clear in my mind because how could it not be once you hear it you'll understand i was sober this night um i i didn't really drink very much at that stage i still don't um so stone cold sober this party had kind of two groups there was one out the back um kind of the the rowdier party goers and inside the lounge room where I was um it was well into the party at this stage I would say 10 o'clock you know not super late but things had kicked off in walks this girl that I had never seen before apparently she was um you know Zom and Pom Jace so um something to do with Zomapom. Her name was Astrid. She came in. She had obviously been there before. She was um, pretty familiar with with the house um, and she seemed quite comfortable. (laughs) She goes to the kitchen, makes herself some two-minute noodles, beef, two-minute noodles, pops them in a bowl, comes and plops down on the couch in the lounge room there was you know a couple of couches a couple of armchairs plops on down proceeds n- now listen before if i hadn't have seen this with my own two sober eyes i would not ever believe it she puts proceeds to kind of lift her skirt or dress up and and kind of spread her labia open and packs the what could only be quite hot two-minute noodles in in between her labia. Again, I apologise, but this is a great story. She then clicks her fingers. Zom and Orpom's dog comes running up. (laughs) I'm having some regrets, I must admit. I'm having some regrets starting this story, but we're in it together. We must finish it. The dog comes along, eats the noodles. It's foul. It's disgusting. I I can't even remember after that what I did. Some people were just screaming and left. I think I might have been in shock mostly and just kind of watched what was happening for a little while. Uh, (laughs) And then the dog ate the noodles out of her. Um... Apparently, also after I had left, she um, laid on the back lawn with a Galliano bottle and masturbated with it while um, lots of boys stood around. Um, but who knows if that's true, but I think it might be. Um, I never saw her after that, never heard anything about her. I st- still don't know who she was. I tried asking Tawny about this story, but she obviously wasn't there because she doesn't remember. Um, And this is something that you would probably remember. So this is one of my greatest colour stories. Um, And quite uh, insane. Okay. That's my final Zom and Pom story. Done. We can close the, the book, the lid on Zom and Pom. But as one... Door closes, another window shut opens. There are plenty more tales from Gosnells. 
And uh, every now and again, I think of one. I thought, fuck, I should make a list of these so I can talk about them. And I always forget. But um, a few little snippets from my high school years, I guess. Um, I went to Gosnells High School. Pretty rough public school, um, now known as Southern River College in an attempt to rebrand. By all... (sighs) In all respects, I guess, I had a fine high school experience. I was pretty badly bullied um, until about year 11 when all the idiots that kind of peak in high school have left and and were left with kind of the people that are a bit more mature. But uh, I thought I would talk about three ridiculous things that happened pre senior high school so these happen in like year eight nine and ten Um, number one the school rat bag i'm not going to name any names i have learnt my lesson in this podcast hence a missing episode and that's all i'll say about that the school rat bag he had a shaved head with a huge rat's tail but also like a little bit of length on top um warlike Probably Adidas nap pants, uh, filthy of course, you know, uh, was into basketball and rap music and drugs and probably crime. (laughs) Anyway, he, there was this rumour one day, this, um, this swirl of, of, um, hype, you know, how often happens in, in, in schools, you know, oh, did you hear that so-and-so, you know, has got this, or did you hear that so-and-so's got Dexies for sale, or whatever. So there was a bit of a buzz going on, and it must have gotten around to the teachers, because in, I think it was social studies, the teacher goes, hey, rat bag, uh, some people have said a ridiculous thing, and the rumour is you've brought a gun to school today. And the rat bag just kind of lifts his uh, backpack, hot tuna, hot buttered backpack onto his lap, reaches in and pulls out a handgun and just very casually just pops it on the table and then just like looks at the teacher. Uh, I think he got expelled. He Surely he got expelled. Anyway... Th- there wasn't now if that had happened there would be it would be the biggest news in the state but then it was just like yeah ratbag brought a bloody gun to school lol um and this is like pre columbine so school shootings were not really like in um in your mind I guess or it wasn't just a it wasn't a thing that you thought about as a possibility so it was just like oh he's just bought it because he wants to show off which was true uh I think probably the teacher just escorted him to the principal's office I guess I mean we had a school police officer so I guess they dealt with it Uh, who knows but that was one now this must have happened around uh I'm gonna say 97 98 99 at the latest because the next story I'm going to tell happened in the same classroom and I remember my book for that class or my file or whatever had like uh, 
Spice Girls on the front of it. Um, either a sticker or a picture that I'd stuck on there or whatever. And um, around this time, probably the biggest sports person in the public eye was Kieran Perkins. He, very popular, the darling of Australian sport. He was a swimmer. And he had um, a lot of like deals and sponsorship. Um, a man of after my own heart um, probably had a cum wipe sponsorship, but um, one of his most recognizable um, ads was for Pura Milk, I think. Pura, maybe, um, where he would kind of endorse this milk that I guess makes you swim good. It had like added chlorine to it. Who knows? I don't know. Protein or I, I don't know. But it was good. This milk was good. He put his name on it. Literally, he used to like sign the carton. That was the ad. And the tagline was something along the lines of, I write my name on my milk. Look, I didn't come up with it. It's not a great campaign, but it is what it is. Anyway, there was a boy called Kieran in the class. Uh, he wasn't even that popular. He just played basketball, which was enough. Um, to make you cool at Gosnells High School. Uh, he, by all memory, was kind of a loser, like a bit of a stoner maybe. And one day he turned around and said, shut up, Carly, you fat bitch. Um, I, can't, I don't even know what I did to provoke that. Um, and I remember my brain just going, yeah, say it, say it, say it. And I just said, yeah. Well, Kieran, at least I don't write my name on my milk, which I don't mind admitting is the world's worst comeback. But the class erupted in laughter and it was like a phoenix rising from the ashes. They lifted me up on their collective arms and carried me out into the sunset. Carla chanting Carla and while Kieran wept in the corner, or at least that's what it felt like. Um, and he just turned around and shut up. And I don't think he ever spoke to me again. Um, totally ridiculous comeback. And now I would have, I don't know, probably come up with something much more cutting and hurtful. But at the time, this is where my brain went instantly. The speed of which that comeback came out of my mouth was impressive. I'll give myself that. But, um... Maybe I'll talk more about some uh, hilarious bullies um, in a future episode. Because for now, um, I must go. And um, I don't know. Maybe order myself a McDonald's coffee. But thank you once again for tuning in. Um, it's been great. Has it? <laughs> uh, and I'll see you next time. Um, I'll see you when I'm looking at you, <laughs> which has apparently become my sign off. Bye.